Yeah, I would say short term, we're certainly going to see like little tactical things like a movement to plastic cups, digital menus, and digital menus may be something that is here to stay for a longer term. I think those things are probably more in the short term. Hello, this is Andrew Ridge of the New York City Hospitality Alliance on the Hospitality and Politics podcast, which we have now taken from audio video where we're having quick conversations with interesting people about important topics. So today I am here with Scott Hempstead. He is the Senior Director of On-Premise at Boston Beer, where he leads strategy across all the national and independent on-premise channels. He's also on the advisory boards of the Nightclub and Bar Magazine and Core, which is Children of Restaurant Employees. Scott, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. So my first question is, I've been speaking with all different people that are involved in the hospitality in different ways, and they're having different conversations with restaurateurs and bar owners, often related to the impact of the pandemic, but then also how it impacts their specific sector. So what kind of conversations have you been having with restaurateurs, bar owners, bartenders uh, since COVID-19 hit? Well, Andrew, you know, it, 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 it's kind of a, a phase of different conversations that happened. At first, it was a sort of like, oh, shit moment uh, for a lot of people, a lot of uncertainty. So a lot of the conversations were uh, speculation conversations. What's the post? What's this going to look like? When are we going to get out of this? Um, and then, you know, slowly the conversations have thankfully pivoted to uh, flexing and adapting to the new world. Um, what are some of the tactics that we can use as a, as a restaurant concept in order to start to gain back our business? Um, I think most of the uh, operators that I've been talking to and, and restaurant companies have, have very much uh, been creative in trying to just keep the lights on and keep the, keep the kitchens open and keep their staff busy. And, um, and it, I think I'd say the world is wide open in terms of what people are trying in different tactics. They're trying to actually build those businesses. Nice. So when we talk about trends, I mean, I've been speaking with architects and so many different people. And, you know, the question is, is COVID-19 going to have, you know, like this immediate impact directly related to dealing with the situation? Or is it somehow going to have a longer lasting influence in the operations of restaurants and bars, the consumer purchasing behavior of them. Do you think COVID's going to have an impact both short-term that you've seen already and or long-term influence on the way people consume beer, the way restaurants and bars serve it? Well, yeah, I would say short term, um, we're certainly going to see like little tactical things like uh, a movement to plastic cups, uh, digital menus. And digital menus may be something that is here to stay for a longer term. Um, certainly disposable menus, uh, you know, lines on the ground to it, it help inform you when you're six feet away, one way in, one way outdoors for restaurants to minimize interaction. I think those things are probably more in the short term, and that's just my hypothesis. The um, I think longer term, what we've seen during COVID is what you could call like the great accelerator. It's, you know, our generation is being pulled, our society is being pulled in, you know, three to five years into the future over overnight. And, you know, I, I kind of talk about like things like credit cards, like 
Like, I believe that we'll laugh about the, the fact that we used to walk around with this plastic card in our wallet and you'd like hand it to a server who would then like go swipe it and then bring it, hand it back to you, then give you a pen that 700 other people have touched in the last 48 hours and sign a little thing. Like, that's, that's going to go, I believe that'll go away. Um, digital payments. The other thing that I think will be here to stay. Um, that this the COVID has really impacted on the business is is e-commerce. I think uh, the, the restaurant industry as a whole got uh, got caught on this, and we're not pre- as prepared as their off-premise counterparts when it comes to an e-commerce strategy. Uh, I'll give you an example, like one of my favorite restaurants. Um, here, I live out on Cape Cod, actually, and one of my favorite restaurants is still you know that you have to call in your order and like give them your credit card over the phone. And they just, and I know the owner, I said, you gotta, you gotta get out of that. You gotta move forward. So I think there's some things that are short term that'll be here. Uh, as I mentioned, the sort of short term tactical things, but I think long term, uh, you're going to see some behaviors uh, change. So obviously Boston beer is so well known for Sam Adams, but I know now you have different brands. Are you seeing consumer purchasing behavior change? Are they drinking different types of drinks? Is it going towards darker or lighter? Um, What's happening as far as consumer purchasing behavior, if anything, uh, during the pandemic that wasn't uh, before this crisis? It's a great question, Andrew. Um, And the answer is yes, there's been a change. Um, There's definitely been a big move uh, towards, uh, you know, lead brands. I'll I'll put a disclaimer out there. I'm not here to just sale pitch for us. Obviously, I got truly and I put that here. Uh, But, you know, we sell Samuel Adams, Dogfish Head uh, Brewery, uh, you know, Angry Orchard Cider, which is New York based right up the road from you. Um, You should get up there in Walden. It's a beautiful spot. You would love it. Um, you know, Coney Island Brewery, uh, Twisted Tea, um, you know, we have, we have a broad portfolio of products. Um, and s- the, the products that are doing the best for us are, are really our lead brands. And we've seen that across the entire segment. Um, if you look at, you know, the IR, if you refer to IRI and Nielsen uh, scan data uh, throughout the last two months, you'll find that um, all, you know, really almost all of the growth has been driven from legacy brands, uh, brands such as New Belgium, uh, Sierra Nevada, uh, Modelo, Stella Artois, Bud Light, Miller Light. Um, so there's definitely been a movement there. And, and you know, one of the, and, and one of the things that, and, and obviously seltzers, I mean, you, you gotta be living under a rock to realize, you know, not to realize that White Claw and Truly have just, you know, it's really the new light beer. The, you know, the, the hard seltzer category is the new light beer. That's how it behaves and that's how people are drinking it. But, you know, I think, um, you know, our, a, a consultant we work with, Bump Williams, um, he, he's a really smart guy. He's been around a long time. A lot of people know him. He actually, I think, phrased it really well. And he, he called it, um, you know, uh, you know, oh God, what was the term he used for it? He um roaming category roaming was the word he used and uh it's and i know what it is because i've done it i'm a beer geek i'm a certified cicero and i'm really into beer and i always have been i you know i'll buy things that i don't sell just so i can try and experience new 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 items when i stand in front of a cooler now um i'm in and out and you know guess what that's happening across all cpg in the grocery channel the 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 the, the visits to stores are much faster. People are making their decision quicker. They're identifying the product that they know and they're comfortable with and has low risk and they're getting the hell out. And we're probably going to see a little bit of that in the on-premise too. If you think about 
the time that you spend talking to your server or your bartender, can it be like more get to the point? What do you want? And, and, and that's, I, I don't know if that's long-term, but certainly in the short term, that's a trend that we've seen uh, coming out of COVID. So on that point, you know, in New York City, restaurants are going to start opening outdoors and then indoors. And, you know, it's going to be really tough, long long journey back through our recovery. Um, What are some like tips or recommendations that restaurant bar owners, servers, bartenders should know to hopefully get customers to maybe focus on these different brands, come back to some of the classics, but really, you know, bring people that experience at a restaurant or a bar that they've really been craving for the past three months when we've been in a lockdown? Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing um, is across the board is to make sure people feel safe. I'd say, you know, like, uh, you know, make doing your due diligence on, um, you know, your, your PPE, making sure that there's plenty of, um, you know, space between tables, and really just like setting the standard. I think, I think consumers and guests in restaurants are going to take a cue uh, for where they go based on how staff behave. And if they see a restaurant where they're loose and they, they can see in the back room or the, the, the chef is, you know, the, the face mask is hanging off the side, it just might be a cue to that person that maybe they're going to try someplace else. And I, w- I would say, like, that's really, really important coming out of this. People are still – people are pent up. They're ready to get out. They're actually they're, – they're done with all the Zoom meetings. They're, they're ready to move on from a lot of this stuff. And, and I, you know, especially when it comes to with friends, they want to go out with their friends again, you know, and be in the restaurants, which is the original social media, is to go to a bar and share stories and share pictures and things like that. So I think you, you got to make sure people feel safe and, and have confidence in your own capabilities to run your restaurant uh, to the specs that your local um, authorities have, have dictated. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, one of the things that I've been saying is for the past three months, we've been told to social distance, but restaurants or bars are where we come to socialize. And it's going to be a real interesting transition back to socializing while we still have these social distancing uh, requirements in place. And I think people, I've just heard from so many, they can't wait to sit down, have a cold beer, have a cocktail, be able to socialize. Um, and it's really important that we address all the safety issues and make people comfortable. Um, and I know so many different organizations and companies have really been stepping up in so many different ways. It really shows how invested I think so many in the business community are to supporting the hospitality industry's recovery, but then also just the workers um, and help really serve our communities as a whole. So what about you folks over at Boston Beer? Um, have you been doing any programs or doing anything to help support the restaurant industry, workers, communities? Absolutely, Andrew. Um, you know, we, we got big heart in, uh, over here at Boston Beer for, for, for the restaurant and the bar industry. We built our business on it. Um, you know, I've been here for 21 years and, uh, you know, I've, I've worked very closely uh, for Jim Cook and, um, you know, uh, for, for a long time. And, and Dave, Dave uh, Berwick, our CEO, um, I will tell you this, when, when, when this whole thing happened, um, it was like uh, the, I, it was the number one question that they had for me is 
what what do you need? What does your world need? It wasn't how much do we have to write a check so we can check a box that we made a donation and we were involved in, you know, something. It was like a genuine, what can we do to help these people? We can't, we can't save the entire thing, but we can at least try to make an impact. Um, and I'm so proud of, of, of the way, uh, you know, our leadership and our uh, team had really responded to us. So we, uh, the first thing we did uh, was we set up a, um, a fund with the Greg Hill Foundation called the Restaurant Strong Fund. And the Restaurant Strong Fund is now approaching $4 million in donations. Um, we had, you know, got it started with a couple million dollars. And, um, and it's really just taken off. And basically what we've did, did is accepted grant requests uh, from furloughed uh, restaurant and hospitality workers uh, for uh, $1,000 grants. Again, not going to change the world, but certainly can help and pick up a, a month or two of rent as they got through this thing. So that's something that we're really passionate about. We've actually expanded that program across the country. Um, and, um, and you can find more about that at, uh, at restaurantstrong.org. Uh, uh, and then uh, the other uh, piece uh, is um, uh, the Rest- Restaurant Employee Relief Fund, which was something that uh, the National Restaurant Associ- Association Educational Foundation and uh, Guy Fieri had teamed up on. And um, this is really a phenomenal uh, effort from them uh, that we, we were founding partner with them. And it's a similar thing where they accepted grants for $500 grants. And there, that, this was a great one where like a lot of us teamed up, you know, Constellation was involved, uh, you know, Boston Beer, um, you know, even some of the, some of the big uh, uh, companies, uh, you know, recruiting companies and talent acquisition companies like the Elliott Group and Alice Elliott and the team there, um, just a really cross-functional group of people that got behind that restaurant employee relief fund. So we're really proud to be a part of that. And you know what? And we're going to keep, we're going to keep finding ways to, to get back. I mean, it's it, the restaurant business isn't going to just like flip to, turn on the light tomorrow and be a hundred percent back to the, where, where they are. So we're going to continue to invest in, uh, in, in, in this class of trade and to support our customers. Wonderful. Well, listen, thank you so much for all that support of the industry. It means the world to so many people. So on one final departing note, if I'm a restaurant or bar owner operator and I'm listening to this, any final last words of wisdom as it pertains to your beer and other drink specials when you're starting to open up the businesses again? Yeah, you know what? I, I, I wish you all the best, and um, and we, we love you, um, Boston Beer Company. It's our heart. We believe the heart and soul of the, this business is is in restaurants and bars. Reach out to us. Um, you know, send send me a message at scott.hempstead at bostonbeer.com, and I'll put you in touch with our, our our sales reps. We have resources to help get you off the ground, uh, and and we have creative ideas and things that we can bring to the table to help you create some excitement for your guests and also help you um, in, in, a, in a real way uh, to, to get back open and support your business. So uh, we'd be honored to have that uh, opportunity to do that. Beautiful. Well, Scott Hempstead, the Senior Director of On-Premise at Boston Beer, we thank you and the team for all your support of our industry. Appreciate you having the conversation. I know we'll continue to have some conversations, and thanks for all you do, and uh, cheers. Andrew, cheers to you, brother. Have a great one. Thank you. I'd like to give a big thank you to our guests for coming in. I want to thank everyone for listening to Hospitality and Politics. 
powered by the New York City Hospitality Alliance. Please rate, review, share this show with anyone you think that would like it. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at the NYC Alliance. We're on Facebook and LinkedIn, New York City Hospitality Alliance. And I'm your host, Andrew Ridgey, and I'm at Twitter at Andrew Ridgey and Instagram, Political Foodie NYC. Join our movement, support the New York City Hospitality Alliance, find us, thenycalliance.org. We'll talk to you next time.